0: Hello, dog people, with 30 minutes to spare, you are tuned into the Rocker Dog Podcast, the only show that talks to musicians about their dogs and how freaking awesome they are. I'm your host, Tim Dill, along with my increasingly lunatic acting dog, Charlie, and today we welcome Mike Park, who's a musician, activist, and label head for Asian Man Records, who've put out well over 200 albums by the likes of The Alkaline Trio. Smoking Popes, and the Lawrence Arms. And this is his cherished rocker dog.
1: My current dog is Sinet, and we've had Sinet for about four and a half months. And Sinet is a six and a half year old uh, rescue that we adopted from a place called Copper's Dream. And just a amazing dog. I can't even uh, begin to explain how important this dog has been to our
0: family and just our mental health and well-being. Well, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing that. And I know in the context of everything, what we'll get to eventually is um, you did have a very important dog in your life named Jonah. Is that correct? Yes. Jonah was our
1: first family dog uh, for the kids. Our kids are now 14 and 16 and... So they were three and five when we first got Jonah. Jonah was also a rescue from Copper's dream. And so especially my son, my son, that was, you know, you always like have these stereotypes of like the the son and the dog being best friends and and they were. boy and his dog. Yeah. And they were best friends. So it
0: was tough, difficult times for everybody. I bet. I bet. Um, But back to, how am I going to say this right? Sinet? Is that how you pronounce it? Sinet, yes. Sinette. Um, How did you guys come about rescuing him from the rescue you mentioned?
1: Well, my my wife is kind of a dog fanatic. Um, always going online, looking at all the shelters, looking at all the dogs, and just imagining herself with different dogs. Right. Uh, she still does that all the time, probably every day. Uh, we had been fostering a few dogs after uh, Jonah passed, and it's a it's a r- rough and tough thing to do because you become attached to the dog, and then the dog gets adopted. So we wanted to stop that, <laughs> stop right. that emotional roller coaster, and adopt a dog. And so my wife didn't even tell us; she just went and got the dog. And when I got home from work, the dog was there, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, "Cause she knows." Like sometimes I'm a little bit. Wary of like, are we jumping in this too soon? At the time, Jonah had just passed, uh, probably like a month and a half, I believe. Right. And so I was like, maybe it's too soon, but uh, she made the right decision.
0: So quickly, you realized that the dog was kind of a part of the healing process. Yes. Because,
1: especially for my wife, who admittedly does most of the work when it comes to the cleanup, the bathing, the feeding. (laughs) Right. We we only do it if she's out of town or has a meeting that she has to go to. So she does all the, the heavy lifting in mm-hmm. our uh, relationship with our pets.
0: So if you all come home as a family, does the dog run to her and sniff her first? Yes. The dog will actually
1: wait. If she leaves, Sunet will wait by the garage door. A lot of times waiting for her to come back and sometimes she'll give up and then hop back on the couch but Mm -hmm. i just feel like that's and then we play a game when we go for walks we'll walk her and then i'll grab the leash and my wife will hide behind a tree (laughs) so she'll start you know she'll look back and see me and then do a double take like where is she it's (laughs) it's an amazing thing to see she won't do it if i hide but
0: my goodness, she loses her mind if she can't see my wife. Funny. Now you know you know a certain amount of her history. I, I read where you know she was hit by a car, and I mm-hmm. guess she was a surrender because the owners couldn't afford the bills or some uh, similar scenario. Yes, and then she was also put in a program, the Rough Start program.
1: Uh, I don't know if that's the exact name, but it was a, a prison a program with the prisoners that were they were allowed to. Help with dogs who didn't have homes and they would right. uh, just kind of help them get back on their feet, the
0: dogs get back on their feet. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. I dogs. ended up Googling that. It's, it sounds like a great program. Yeah. It said it, it, it was for shelter dogs that may need extra training, socialization, or care before I'm placed up for adoption, which sounds like a great You know, I know that, you know, I do some volunteer work myself and I don't know the shelters across the United States are bursting at the seams. And any chance to get a dog out of the shelter and into a, a, you know, a nurturing environment is a positive, even if, you know, even if it's a prison and I can assume at the prison, it's beneficial for everyone involved. Yeah. It, it was really cool because we got, we
1: had, they had filled out sheets prior to the adoption of just her behavior and how she was doing. And we've been able to keep in touch. We'll send updates and pictures. And they will let the, I think there are
0: three different volunteers who took mm-hmm. care of Sonette, and they'll keep them updated. I think it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, sounds it. Was there anything else about her history that was interesting to know or uh, that I didn't touch upon?
1: No, we, we have, we, we are, it's an assumption on our end, but we believe she was, she was loved, but she was not taken care of in a, in, in a respectful way she, i we don't think she was ever bathed in her life so dare i ask why do you say that <laughs> well just the the fear of water like, okay is something she she had never seen before um, right getting a bath for the first time it, again it's only an assumption but
0: we made it <laughs> yeah gosh i mean it makes sense Uh, the other point i should touch upon is she was an older dog she was six and a half you mentioned that when you got her correct i I know older dogs you know puppies whenever you get a puppy in a shelter it's like all right this one's going to move you know it's going to be adopted so whenever you get the older older dog so it's it's great that you rescued an older dog and older dogs i assume she had the basic commands training commands sit stay not really, oh. <laughs> but, but since since we've we've been able to teach her to
1: shake and sit, mm-hmm. but she didn't know the basic commands. Okay, which was completely different when we got Jonah. Even Jonah was was only a year old when we got him. He already knew all the commands: sit, stay, shake, lay down mm-hmm. on your back. But we we're trying to. We don't, we don't feel like it's too late to teach her. And so we're
0: trying to teach her uh, <laughs> more tricks. Are you doing it all on your own or do you have a third-party trainer? Uh, it's all my wife. Okay. Back to the wife. Mm-hmm. She's a magician with, with the dog. <laughs> now, what do you know of her history with dogs? Did she have dogs all through her life? Just one growing up. She
1: had a golden retriever that was a, from, from all I could gather from her father talking about the dog, it was just a special, special dog and an extremely smart dog. And so she had that into her teen years and then she didn't have another dog until Jonah because she moved out. She was from the East Coast, moved out West and was just living in apartments in San Francisco where dogs were not allowed. So Mm -hmm. Jonah was her first dog since uh, since being a child or a teenager. Yeah. How about yourself? Did you have any history with dogs growing up? Not really. We had, I remember having a dog, a rescue dog when I was very young, he was just tearing up the yard and my parents got rid of it. Well, the neighbor took it. Yeah. We, 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 we got the neighbor to take him. And I remember being devastated, but I was probably like six, six, six years old at the time. Uh, we did get a Pekinese when I was nine, beautiful Pekingese. He's like one of the cutest dogs. But it, my mom did not want it to stay inside, which is crazy. A Pekingese is usually viewed as an inside dog. But yeah, totally. It was a outside dog. My dad built a doghouse for her, and uh, we had her for about six years, and then she ran away. Oh no, you're kidding! <laughs> well, we had it. We had her fenced in, and my dad felt like if she doesn't know where home is by now, then there's a problem. So he, it was, it was like a makeshift, like almost like a chicken coop type of fence. So he took it down because he didn't like the way it looked and
0: felt like well she should know but as soon as she had the chance she was gone (laughs) she made a run for it oh my gosh yeah so um just viewing some of the stuff on your instagram uh when you did introduce sinette there was a picture of i don't know it's a a guinea pig or a hamster do you guys have a what's the small animal that fits that category
1: it's a hamster which after i we took that video that hamster passed away, I think, two days later.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear. And it was just like
1: so sudden. It was like, wow, yeah. Hamsters don't last long. <laughs> was,
0: I, I, I think yeah. like,
1: less than a year <laughs> the hamster was was around. And I was
0: like, and it just happened so fast. It was like, wow. Uh, like I said, I'm sorry to hear that, but it was an interesting video in that the dog seemed to get along with it.
1: Yep. Yeah, and that's why we felt like my my wife always wanted a cat. And I was like, oh, I'm just not a cat person. We've been actually taking care of a, a feral cat for the last two and a half years, and built a little entry point into the garage so she can come in and escape the coyotes. And I was like, that isn't this good enough? But she wanted an indoor cat. But after after we saw the way sonette mingled with the hamster, we like, I th- I think she'll be okay with it with the cat.
0: And we were correct. I was gonna say, have they mixed yet or are they still snip each other out or are they kind of now they they'll
1: sleep on the same couch together inches apart and they don't play a lot, but we have seen them play a little bit, mm-hmm. which is cool to see. Considering Sunette is, you know, going on seven and Kitty is six months old. I feel like <laughs> it kind of give a lot of props to Sunette for putting up with this new crazy little kitten.
0: Yeah. Well, begrudgingly I do give a little bit of attention to the cats. What's the cat's name? Alfie. Okay. Alfie. And you did have a post, a similar post that I see a lot of times about dogs in that you weren't necessarily a cat guy, but Alfie seems to have won you over. Oh my gosh. I can't believe this has happened to me.
1: I've I've dated women with cats before, but I've never had a cat. Actually, I take that back. I did have a cat when I was three, but I could barely remember it. And I I remember we went to Disneyland and when we got back, the cat was gone. So, but I never asked questions. (laughs) But yeah, this cat, I can't believe. I didn't think I could love a cat like this.
0: I just, I think about the cat all the time. (laughs) That's funny. Now, was it, to me, I, I had cats when I was a kid and knowing cats, I feel like, and my cat was aloof as they come. So I get my attraction to dogs and dogs aren't, you know, they're they're ready and willing to love you where a cat is like, you need to earn it. But there's all those there's always those times when you come across a cat that's very personable, you know, wants to be, Pat wants to be with you. And I, I can see how I, I could be won over. Is that a similar situation? Just the personality yeah. of the cat kind of, you know, won you over? Yeah, she sleeps. So when it's bedtime, she comes
1: strolling into our room, hops up on the bed and Sleeps right between our two pillows. We make a little space for her, <laughs> for him. She's just so cute. And then this morning when I was waking up, she just he just climbed up on my chest and fell asleep again. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Where's uh, Sunette's sleep? Is Sunette sleeps own... at, the, at, at the foot of the bed. Okay. Sunette definitely has her own bed, but everyone likes to sleep on the bed. So <laughs> it took us a while to get used to it, but I think
0: we've found our niche of... Being able to sleep with the animals on the bed. <laughs> now, Sinette was supposed to have her own Instagram. What happened? Yeah. Well, I when we got the cat, my wife just made it a tag team where they both were. <laughs> it was just it was just for both of them. So, does the cat have one? Because i i went to I went to Sinette the dog. It's it's Sinette period the period dog, which you had in one of your posts, and it's an empty page.
1: Oh, okay. So she changed it. So it's now Sunette and Alfie. I have to I'd have to look at the handle, but okay. um, yeah, she definitely changed
0: it for both both of them. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'll I'll seek that out and see if I can. Well, actually, it's, it's going to be too late now, but I would have sought that out to get some information if there's any posts that kind of, you know, uh, raise any questions. Okay. But, <laughs> um I wanted to touch upon the fostering. You know, you did have one foster that you posted about that uh that name was Paris, but just mm-hmm. the fact that I mean, for me, my current dog—I want to foster so bad just to help the system out—and my current dog really isn't conducive to visitors. But Mm. I'm always fearful that I'm a—I'm made to be a foster fail. And I think, given the situation that you guys were in, having just lost a dog and bringing a few dogs in, what what prevented you from keeping the keeping any of the dogs?
1: Well, in this case, with Paris, Paris was a puppy. Uh, and great, great dog. (laughs) She was a great dog, but just a lot for us to handle, right? Uh, just really full of energy. And so, I think we just kind of knew like this, this isn't the right dog for us long term. But the problem with Paris is no one was adopting her. We had her almost two months, and that's a long time for a foster in the past. It's always been like a couple of weeks at the most, and they'd get adopted. So mm-hmm. we were starting to get worried there for a little bit. And somehow we, it wasn't even through Copper's dream, it was through us bringing her to PetSmart. And a girl that worked there just was talking to us and then told her friend about Paris. And that's how the dog got adopted. It wasn't through the website or anything. Right. Uh, we felt like, man,
0: we would have had Paris for even. I don't. We
1: don't know how long.
0: Yeah. Well, cute, cute dog nonetheless, and glad to see that. Uh, I'm assuming it was a she that she found a forever home.
1: Yes, and, and she probably. It, it's a terrible thing, but one of the reasons we feel like people didn't adopt her is because she had she had been given up because she chewed on some electrical, and the owners couldn't afford the the medical bill. So she had a permanent deformity, uh, on her face where her, Oh my gosh. I believe the left side was just open Light paralyzed. So, yeah. So you couldn't like when she would drink water or eat food would just always spill out. So, you know, sadly, I think people look at the cosmetics too. And I think that was one of the factors why she wasn't adopted as quick as she should have been.
0: Okay. Sad. But like I said, glad, uh, glad she did find, a. Uh, Someone to take her in. Um, yeah, and we,
1: we, we've been able to uh, see her too. The new owners have brought her over two times. And the last time she was so big, we couldn't believe it. It's just like, <laughs> who is this dog? It took a while. She barked at me at first,
0: but then she knew she remembered me. It was pretty cool. That's great. Um, so tell me a little bit more about Jonah. What was the context of getting Jonah and, and having him come in your life in the first place? Yeah. At the time we were fostering like, gosh, I think we
1: fostered like seven dogs because I was against having a dog, but I was okay with the fostering. Each time we we had a foster and they would get adopted, my wife would just be crushed and I could see that. And so when we got Jonah, Jonah was a foster and my wife just begged. She's just like, please, this, I love this dog. And I was just like, okay.
0: Why were you so- against
1: it? I just felt like it was—it's a, a lot of responsibility, and I felt like I wasn't—I wasn't up to the task of doing what was necessary as a dog I probably still am not, because <laughs> my wife does all the heavy lifting. But she said, "I'll do it all. I'll take. I'll, I'll clean. I'll pick up the poop. I'll feed feed the dog. Take the dog on walks." And so I was like, "Okay."
0: and she still does that to this day. <laughs> and you were mentioning your kids were 3 and 5 when Jonah came into the picture. Yes. And how was Jonah uh 1 year old? Yeah. So Okay.
1: So just gentle. Even though Jonah was a bigger dog, he was really good with the kids and just very loving. Really cool dog.
0: And both kids took to him
1: fairly quickly. Yes, but Again, especially my son just would just hang out with Jonah. When we started leaving, we felt like he was old enough to like stay home alone. As long as Jonah was there, he felt safe. So if we went out to the store or anything, he'd we'd go, Are you okay? He's like, Yeah, as long as Jonah's here. Because Jonah would come along with us often in the car too. But if if our son didn't want to go, we would make sure that Jonah mm-hmm. was with him and he always felt safe.
0: That's awesome. Did, did Jonah have any, um, protective instincts? You know, would, Oh yeah. But he bark at the door anytime.
1: Yeah. Someone knocked on the door. He was vicious. Like if you didn't know him, you'd be like, Oh my God. But (laughs) the thing is like, let's, if an intruder did come in, he would, he would bark viciously, but then he would never bite them. He would, he would just, I mean, he barked at my mom for 10 years straight every time she came she would get barked at and then he would you know
0: start licking her hands (laughs) now with the loss was there any you know were there any life lessons that you kind of had to bring your kids into
1: not really i just uh i don't know if we like talked to them about death or how how this would affect them i think we we did have someone come to the home instead of Bringing Jonah to the vet, we had someone come into the home, and so we had a planned euthanization of of mm-hmm. Jonah, and it was nice to be able to do that and be able to say good, take our time and say goodbye. That was that was very emotional for everybody, even my son. He's not the most emotional guy, but he he was in tears, and he even told us after he was surprised that he that he cried. But it, it's hard. It's hard not to when especially for him having that history.
0: Yeah. Well, you mentioned in kind of your eulogy on social that it was the first time you really understood the connection between dog and family. Yes.
1: That was part of our family. It's crazy. Like, you don't, I'd always think about people who had dogs and them spending just thousands and thousands of dollars on, operations i was like oh man that seems especially people i knew that were not financially sound they, yeah. they were struggling but they never thought twice about spending insane amounts of money to help their their dog because they're part of their family and so that's it's the same thing with us when i mean jonah tore tore two acls it's just like oh no stuff is expensive but you yeah. just don't you don't think twice <laughs> about it if they if they need help you do it. Yeah. It's uh it's not even a
0: question. Well with in our situation, I was like this is this is a family member. Yeah. Now have any of your dogs anytime down the line line been a part of your art? Have they been a part of your music? Have they been a part of Asian Man Records?
1: I did write a song about Jonah and it was a I wrote a children's album when my kids were very young and I started working on a follow-up album that never came out, and I never released it. Maybe I still will. And I still have the the time. raw <laughs> raw files, and I'll, I'll I'll try to dig that up. But yeah, I I wrote a song about Jonah, but
0: he was much younger when I wrote that song. Yeah, well, being hear here, let's do it. Let's do a collaboration. Yeah. Somehow, let, somehow let me slap my logo on it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I I'd love that. So in looking at the your website, you know, Asian Man Records website, today there's a band of yours, Teens in Trouble, and they've got a video, I'm not worried, that features a dog. Yeah. Which of course I love to see. I'm just curious throughout the years, can you kind of name the bands or the band members that you knew were dog people? I'm trying to think. I know.
1: Well, with Teens in Trouble, Lizzie, I'm trying to think of her dog's name. It's um I should know this. <laughs> I, I know they're tight that like that's a that's a great connection uh i'm trying to think of other people uh dan Andriano from alkaline trio is a is a pug guy brendan kelly from the lawrence arms is a chihuahua guy he's got a little i, I love chihuahua. i love that
0: you're, you're able to describe that a breed a certain breed yeah pepe is his dog um, let me think, let me think. I don't know if these bands are with you anymore or defunct, yeah. but just by the names alone, you did used to have a band named Dog Party. Yeah, dog, dog Party. And, and Dog Breath.
1: Right. <laughs> dog Party are two sisters from Sacramento. I don't know if they have a dog. There's no. I don't see any connection. Like I, I don't recall seeing them with their dogs in photos. Uh, yeah. Same with Dog Breath. I don't remember like oh we we <laughs> we're a dog we centric yeah, band <laughs> exactly we have a band called Kitty Cat Fan Club that the first EP is all about cats
0: I, I saw that but I didn't realize that the uh, the EP kind of had a theme to it very funny yeah
1: and that was the that was the initial thought process was the songs would only be about cats but it gets hard writing only about <laughs> cats
0: well you did say it's an EP right so it's yeah. Four tracks versus song. ten. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I can run out of inspiration. Well, I wind up every show giving the, que- the same five questions. I call the zoomies to my guests. So let's go there. Okay. The first question is: Do you kiss your dogs on the mouth? I do. I did. I kiss Jonah. No.
1: Well, I they just lick. I let them lick me. <laughs> but I am kissing the cat on the mouth,
0: which is crazy. Yeah, who, who I, would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> Question two, and this could we can apply this to Sinet or we can think back to Jonah. But yeah. um, if they could have a theme song, what would it be? Ooh, Jonah would probably be <laughs> "Unity"
1: by Operation Ivy. That would be a good. He united, he united people. Everyone loved him, and Sonette would be. I think it's something more mellow, maybe like, um, what would be like Bridge Over Troubled Waters,
0: Simon and Garfunkel. Interesting, interesting contrast between the two. Yeah. Um, Question three, keeping both in mind again, is um, if you happen to take them on tour, what would they insist be on their tour rider? Jonah
1: would love, she loved treats. So probably like some duck jerky, um, pig ears. Gosh, he, i'll just go with those two sunette would go with a freeze-dried like salmon or something
0: okay yeah i would love to see that in a rider (laughs) yeah the band
1: sublime we we toured with them and they brought this they had a dalmatian that was kind of famous there Mm because he sang about it and that dog was always on tour with them and they just i remember playing in la and then them showing up and the dog in tow, just coming coming in the backstage, on stage. I'm like, oh, there's the dog.
0: Yeah, I hear that quite a bit. I think the episode that just uh, is out today mentioned Sublime Today with Rome. I think they still do it. They still have one or two dogs that, that tour with them. Okay. Always fun. Uh, question four is, do you have a dog voice? Do you go head voice with the dog or cutesy? I don't think so.
1: I think I have, I just use my regular voice. With them.
0: You, you speak peer to peer. Yeah. Do you ever give the dog a voice? Do you ever speak for the dog and personify the dog? I do not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. And finally, I know you mentioned some great organizations, but is there any one dog organization or it doesn't have to be one that you'd like to give a shout out to?
1: Yeah. Copper's dream. Copper's dream is the one that my wife is most active in as a volunteer and as an organization, they, we feel they are the real deal. and Just love animals, not just dogs, even though it started as a dog, the inspiration came from a dog. Mm-hmm. They, they foster cats and rabbits and all encompassing with, with animals. And we just feel like the people we've met who are volunteers or even the higher ups just have a, just a kind heart
0: right, uh, and a, lo- a love for animals that is real. Great. Good to hear. Well, I'll get a little bit more information and in, uh, post it on my outro. Um, I know in doing my research of you, there's a lot of social and websites, and you're part of a lot of different bands. What's the best way to keep up with uh, what's going on in your life? On socials, it's
1: at Asian Men Records. Uh, the website is AsianMenRecords.com. It seems
0: like I just post on socials these days. I don't mm-hmm. even
1: use the website
0: yeah why not why not well mike i appreciate you giving me your time and taking me through your dogs and uh it's been a pleasure hearing all about them thanks for having me i appreciate it my pleasure all right thank you mike park for sharing your dog sinette the late great jonah and begrudgingly your cat alfie with us The organization Mike gave a shout-out to is Copper's Dream, which is a foster-based all-breed dog rescue in San Francisco. Being foster-based means they do not have a physical shelter and rely on the superheroes of their foster community who open their homes to care for dogs until adopted. To become a foster, adopt a dog, cat, or bunny, or make a donation, visit coppersdream.org. A big thanks to you, the listener, for tuning into the show. Please engage with us about all things dogs on our Instagram at Podcast. We'll be back next week with a shiny brand new episode featuring a hard rocker whose latest dog is named after his guitar hero. So subscribe to the show so that's waiting for you when you wake up next Friday. All right, it is time for a well-needed dog nap. We will see you next time.